Welcome to Events Heist, the game show podcast about post-COVID events and the event professionals that run them. Today, you're going to be hearing from Kari and Amanda. Kari is the Strategic Event Senior Manager at the Association Management Center. Hear her story about being in negotiations with her shipping company when they took her collateral hostage. Amanda is the Associate Director at the Alzheimer's Association. Hear her war story about saving her medical event from flooding with nappies. Tell me about the most stressful event you've ever organized. I'm going to have to go with the time where I planned this one event where there was tons of, it was my first year planning for this company and there was tons of workshops and tons of equipment being brought in. And I came in after everything had already started, but none of the equipment for the workshops was sent to the proper address or in an organized fashion. So we were running around trying to find medical equipment that we did not know what any of this stuff was and trying to make it work out for these 35 workshops we had. That was probably the most stressed I've ever been. I can imagine. It's you go get the ECCG machine. Yes. You're like, what the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> we were Googling. What does this look like? Do you have any good war stories you'd like to share? One of the war stories that I will always think about is at a previous job I was at, we had a conference that was in San Francisco and we needed to have a ton of material shipped there from our Chicago office. So we worked with our decorator who did that. And somewhere along the way, so maybe in Oklahoma or so, the truck broke down. So they had to hire a third party to come out and get the materials and keep moving on. And this third party, for whatever reason, didn't think they were being, I don't know, paid fairly or something. So they basically took all of our materials um, as hostages and cut off communication from our decorator, from anyone to have information where they were or when they were going to show up. So we as staff had to start the meeting with no registration materials because we pre-printed everything and it was in that truck somewhere. And all of our hands-on equipment that we needed for our pre-cons to kick off were gone. We truly had nothing to start this meeting. So it was probably one of the most intense kickoffs there ever was for any of my groups as we were handing out just pieces of paper instead of <laughs> and say, bring this back in a couple of days when our item showed up. So the ending of the story was the police tracked down this truck. There was apparently a standoff, but they eventually got the materials back and they probably showed up day three of our conference. Wow. Hostage negotiations for <laughs> your material. That's a first. That's a good one. Do you have any good war stories you want to share with us? Sure. Yeah, I'd have to go with one of the shows I had in Texas. The, of course, Texas, like it probably it never rains. The week we were there, it rained every single day. The exhibit hall flooded. It was a nursing group. So the hotel wasn't helping get the flood un flooding under control quick enough. So they were using diapers that exhibitors had in their booths to put on people's booths as the rain was dripping down from the ceiling. <laughs> Those nurses are resourceful. They are. 
nappies that's amazing love it all right what trends do you see occurring in the industry there are so many different trends we were seeing coming before COVID and now after COVID, what does that look like? Of course, the obvious one would be more virtual events, more hybrid events and how that's going to look. I think a lot of folks will be more picky about how they're actually or what they're actually going to travel for. I see that right away once we kick off to in-person events again, they're going to be extremely well attended because everyone's ready to get out of their home. And then after that, I'm going to be very interested to see if our attendees are used to just staying at home and catching something on demand. Do they really want to put their dollars towards coming on site? And so for us as planners, what are we going to do to make sure they are wanting to come on site? I think it's going to be even more ensuring we're doing the right marketing, the right planning to get those bodies to show up because it is going to be so easy to just be like, I'll just watch it later. I'll just view it online on my own personal time. So very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, that's the real question. That was one of the things uh, that happened at Eventech Live. They very much overestimated the amount of people that would physically turn up. What uh, trends do you see occurring in the industry for the next say two to three years? I mean, I think everyone wants to get back to in-person events, but I also don't see the virtual aspect going away just because it is a lot more convenient from some, for some attendees. You can also get attendees who normally wouldn't come on site. So that kind of evens each other out. For a while, I think we thought, oh, everyone's just going to do virtual events because it's more cost-effective and they get so much more access to sessions. But I think people just miss the in-person aspect so much. I think we're definitely going to see in-person events come back. But I do think there's always going to be some sort of virtual component, even if it's not live streaming. There will definitely just be even afterwards. You can watch this on demand or purchase the recordings just because you can reach so many more people and get so many more people involved. Do you have any particular event tech that you love? I haven't used a lot, to be honest with you. I've gotten a lot more into Smartsheet the past few years. I love Smartsheet, but I haven't really used a ton of project management online tools, to be honest with you. But definitely open to suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> virtual platforms. Yeah, virtual platforms, we've used VFairs and Entrato, and they've both been great. And I think more platforms now are coming out with, I think at the beginning, everyone wanted the 3D which was great, but that everyone kind of, and it's not as functional. So now it seems like the companies are coming out with different levels, which is great to have. I'm personally a fan of just like the clean looking web page based one, just because I think it looks nice and it's easy to navigate for the attendees. So uh, have you guys seen the rebrand of Facebook to Meta and, and what that's all about? Uh -huh. The Metaverse, VR, VR worlds. Mm-hmm. How, yeah, do, you think, do you think that's going to have any effect on events industry moving forward? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to think about that yet, but you tell us, what do you think it's going to do? Uh, I think it, it depends on the type of events you do and your, but mostly your audience. Like if your audience is 50 plus, then no, I don't think it will affect it at all. Because I mm -hmm. think by the time that it comes around, your audience will be retired. 
this is still a while away and you know tech adoption is usually comes from the younger generation so if you do b2b events it's i think it'll take a good 10 10 plus years to really have any great effect b2c events that's that's different young audience I think it'll change things. What do you secretly desire the most during an event? It for to be over. <laughs> that's a great answer. Well, I was thinking that, when it was yeah. That's real the, talk. Yeah, that's real talk. I was saying that I was like, how is that not our answer to be over? <laughs> Funnily we enough, plan, like no plan, one's actually ever said that. Uh, but I agree. It's to be everyone's over. thinking it. It's true, and then you can look back and see all the great work you did. But ready yeah. for more. Oh, tell me about your fantasy event. So, I've actually always thought about this, but now I just feel like it would be insanely stressful. But I've always thought it would be so crazy to work on the Amazing Race. Mm. just like coordinating all those yeah I mean not only just like people's travel logistics but there's a certain time for everything and only a certain amount of tickets for each flight and then somehow you have to give instructions to the city reps who are telling them if they win or not it would just be insane but that would be cool cool. yeah COVID edition that's an that's another level now oh god (laughs) no thanks (laughs) Amazing race, COVID edition. Ooh, oh that'd gosh. be rough. Awesome. 